Ace Podcast. Don't forget that report, Bill. Yes, sir. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Kiss my ass. Kiss his ass. Kiss your ass. Happy Hanukkah. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few. Blood and Black Rum Podcast here with the Festivus series with holiday classics like Krampus, Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2, and more. Tune in all this December for your favorite Hey guys, welcome back to the Blood and Black Rum Podcast. I'm Ryan from the TheMoodIsDeadWorld.net. I'm joined here with my co-host and partner, Martin. How's it going? And uh, today, we are continuing our Festivus series. We're on to episode three of the Festivus series now, uh, getting closer to Christmas here. Only a few days away. Woo! You, you excited? No, not really. We did our Christmas shopping today. Yeah. Uh, literally, pretty much all day shopping. Went to the mall. Um, it used to be a tradition with us. We used to go shopping once a year. That was on Black Friday. It's you know That's been years since we've done that. Haven't had a chance. In general, you work a different schedule than I do. Yeah. So we don't really get a chance to go together anymore. Um, I would never buy anything on Black Friday anyway. I just like to go for the spectacle. That's right. That's We did. I once stole a um, a, a griddle for a little while in stores so I could just put it elsewhere. Well, well I was saying, not steal, but... Yeah, just, no. Not stealing. Just in, carried it around. That's right. Yeah, I just carried it around because I wanted to make sure that some unlucky soul who thought, oh, I didn't make it to the... To the display in time. Well, they they found it in the blenders. You know, <laughs> it was in a different spot. No, you left it like by the coats. Yeah, that might be. I I think I left it in a place that like no one would ever check for yeah. a, for a griddle. So I feel like I did a service that day, <laughs> but who knows? People, griddles were flying all over. Everything was flying. Yeah, JC Penney. Pretty that crazy. Day. That, well, you, you need luggage. We got five of them out in front, and that's it. You better, you know. Um. And at, on that day, too, JC, everything else had opened, like, in the store at, like, 2 in the morning. Yeah. In the mall, I mean. And JC Penny was one of those holdouts. They're like, nope, we're not opening on Thanksgiving. You know, we're we're waiting till 5 a.m. And we just happened to be there. Cause no, we, they didn't open until, like, 6 or yeah, 7. Yeah, maybe. They, they opened way I feel like, late. I feel like we got to the mall around 5 a.m. or something like that. No, we like got that. there at 3. Was it 3? We got there at 3. We didn't go super early. Like, we didn't go for the sales, no. really. I mean, we missed, like, the spectacle. The the main spectacle where people are like gang the line outside of Best Buy. We, yeah, we didn't see that, but we did see like the aftermath of like bodies and the rope, you know, <laughs> yeah. for the queue, <laughs> televisions um, on yeah. the floor. Um, but no, yeah, we were we got there at three that one year, and everything was open. Even like l- shitty little chocolate stores that like yeah, who's going to a chocolate store at like three? Yeah, they were open and like giving out samples. samples. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty uh, crazy. Tivana, you know. Yeah. Um, well, no, J.C. Penny. They no, they didn't open till like six or seven o'clock. They were hold out, and there was a gaggle of people, just yeah, and we, we kind of actually from. just stumbled on it because we went down there mm-hmm. by like, the oh, J.C. Wow. Penny, and there's a bunch of people outside. We're like, oh, maybe they haven't opened yet. Yeah, they had they had like a group of like over a hundred people just huddled out, and we waited, and we w- burst right through there with everybody else, and just saw people like, I need a crock pot. <laughs> there's like ten crock pots in a pyramid, <laughs> like sale, and that was it. And and the funny thing is, we legitimately didn't want anything, like, at no. all. We just wanted to be in it and just go in, like, two guys just clearly not wanting anything in this display, but getting 
getting in there first thing anyways. Yeah. It was it was fun. I enjoy it. I enjoy being in that like ridiculousness. Just seeing other people go nuts. It's like you realize like griddles are like fifteen dollars anyway, right? You like you're not saving much money today by buying a griddle. Or crock pots yeah. like, you know, thirty dollars. Yeah, it's like there's like these aren't the things you should be aiming for, you know. It's just funny. It's ridiculous. I know. I love it. I, I just love it. I do. I mean, uh, at times it almost makes me kind of wish I lived in a city to like go to like a Walmart when there's like th- like a thousand people lined out and like, why bother? I like, Look, saving money is nice and all. I'm not going yeah. to like fucking a store and with like a mace and like a helmet on. Like, I'm ready to, you know. Because sh- yeah, that shit's legitimately dangerous when you go in that yeah. in those places because people are going to You got to want Because you got to want it. You, you, don't, you yeah. don't want it. You're gonna, you might not make it through that dog pile. So. It's fucking ridiculous though. You see, do you ever watch those videos, like the Black Friday videos that they have on? Yeah. It's like Black Friday 20, Fights 2016. It's like, like, really? Really? Uh, was there was one this year where uh, this little girl was like holding a doll or something and this lady just comes up and rips it right out of her arms. Rips it right out of her Ridiculous. arms. It's like, I feel like at this point people are just going in there to buy whatever. They don't even have a plan. They're just like, that thing's on sale? Well, I think I need it. And then they're just buying that's, it. Well, that's the trick. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't need this. Like, I don't need this tickle me Elmo because I don't know any fucking kids. It's 30% <laughs> off, though. I'm going to fucking buy it. <laughs> oh, and then man. maybe sell it on eBay, you know, to some poor, like, poor bastard who didn't get it because... You know, I've never been in that situation before except for the time, like, we were talking about with JCPenney. And, again, at that time, I didn't want anything. It was just, like, kind of like a... You know, it was a spur of the moment thing. We're like, let's check it out. But I do know that my dad one time did want something. It was like, he wanted like a shop vac or something from Home Depot. And it was on sale on Black Friday. So, And, and this was one, still one of the times where, you know, Black Friday meant like I'm going on Black Friday, 5 a.m. Yeah. Like get there early to get the deals. Yeah. Doorbuster deals. Yeah, Not like Thanksgiving. Get, get there Thanksgiving night and, you know, digest your food outside while you wait. <laughs> But, um, so he did go and he went, he got there early and there was like a huge amount of people, uh, going for like shop facts. I remember him saying like when he was, when he was up there, like literally people were like ripping them out of other people's hands. And he had been talking, my dad always talks to people in the store, like people he doesn't even know he'll talk to. (laughs) So he was talking to some guy who also wanted a shop vac and they came to an agreement. Like if you get up there first, like will you grab me a shop vac? And he's like, sure. And the other guy agreed as well. So he got he he got up there first, and he did. He grabbed two shop vacs, and some guy tried to grab it off of the top of him, but he off like one off the top of what he was carrying, but he, he didn't let him. So he, my dad's a good guy. He got that guy's shop vac. Made a promise. You made someone's Christmas. It's great. It just like that's why I love those South Park episodes, like with like uh, Game of Thrones and uh, Black Friday shopping. Yeah, I'm showing you the one clip with the one lady. Like, you stop my kids from having the Christmas present. They can kiss my fat vagina. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's exactly. It's That's like a- such a ridiculous. It's such a ridiculous thing that we have in our car. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. But you know, we it wasn't as busy today when we were out shopping. We did get some shopping done. Got some burritos. Um, we look like a gay couple shopping for candles and uh, <laughs> furniture. And some lotions and... And I've got no problem with that. Dildos. That's right. We did look at the dildos. Uh, anal beads. Yeah. We did look at those too. Spencer's. Can't go wrong. 
What an odd combination that store is. It's like pot jokes, band t-shirts. Family Guy and Suicide Squad. And then, and then dildos and Yeah, it's, like, it, and, it, it and is really dolls. weird. It's like really strange because everything is kind of out in the open together. So like you got your kid with you and you're like looking at like oh look at you know look at all the cool Marvel action figures yeah if you never if you've never been yeah, there right? yeah you know nothing about it. like oh wow there's like Marvel shirts and like oh that's, that's yeah cool. like cool and walk around like oh there's dog shit <laughs> a beer pong set and a vibrator oh, yeah and you know a blow up fuck doll yeah oh wow man. I know it is yeah I mean it's pretty it's pretty awkward I definitely wouldn't encourage anybody to go in with their parents <laughs> I know I would not. Because my parents would be like, that's just inappropriate. <laughs> I know your mom would too. Yeah, I know. Um, but I just find it funny. I, I just don't know. Like, who, like, what, who, what business manager at Spencer's, like, came up with that game plan? Well, they knew that they had the corner locked down. I mean, what other store in the mall sells a vibrator? If you're looking for an emergency vibrator... <laughs> Like to, oh, in, to insert in the bathroom like, while you're at the mall. Like, oh, shit, I really <laughs> gotta get off. Huh? I'm, a, you know, I'm anxious. You know what helps me <laughs> from being anxious? Putting a vibrator in and walking around with it all day. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I need to get one ASAP. And Spencer's is like, come on in. We've got you covered. No, that's probably. We also great. got anal beads if you have. I think a- I think that's what happened somewhere. Some so at some point the CEO's like. Wife was like, I need a, I need a dildo ASAP. <laughs> it's like, you know what? That's a corner of the market that's no one's covered so far. Or may, maybe, like, hey, feel too embarrassed to go to your local porn shop? That's true. That's true. You, you know, they're gonna know your car in the parking lot if yeah. you live in a small town yeah. like we have one. Like you can come to Spencer's. Yeah, no right. one will know you were there to buy a dildo or a vibrator because we also have fart jokes and Marvel T-shirts. That's right, Spencer's. The gifts that keep on giving. You know what they also have at Spencer's? Christmas vacation stuff. <laughs> and that's that's crazy because we're covering Christmas vacation today. Wow. Wow. That was a good segue. You got to <laughs> admit because we were getting way off topic there for a little while. Talking about dildos and stuff. I don't think that's in Christmas vacation. It's not family wholesome fun. And this is a fun old fashioned family Christmas movie. So well, I'm sure Bev D'Angelo <laughs> sporting a dildo. <laughs> Probably through the whole scene, especially when she's gripping Chevy Chase's dick in the last scenes. But anyways, we're finally on to Christmas Vacation. It's been a whole year since we promised that we would cover Christmas Vacation. We did the rest of the Christmas series, or uh, sorry, the rest of the Vacation series uh, early on in this podcast run. We did it uh, starting episode three, three, four, and six, when we covered the other uh, four films, Um, and... We're finally on a Christmas vacation. I spent a long time coming. Yeah. But it is one of my favorite films, especially for the holiday season. I watch it every year. Um, I have a Christmas vacation shirt that Martin got me. I did. It's a great Christmas gift. Got a very last year. Yeah. And um, I love the movie. I really did not need to watch it to do this podcast. I, I didn't, never need to. Um, I could do it whenever. Ask me to do a Christmas vacation podcast, I'll gladly pull out my knowledge on it. But uh, you've seen it before many times. Yeah, I've seen it many times. But I haven't seen it in a long while, so I'll, uh, unlike you, I wouldn't be able to just you know run a podcast. R- go, you know, go, yeah. go in bare and dry. And are we still? Are we talking about dildos still? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. So. Yeah, I mean. Um, 
I've seen it so many times that I can quote a lot of it, you know, just, just on principle. There's so many, and I, I use a lot of the quotes in everyday life, not even during Christmas time, but just in everyday life. I, I do say I got to take my back pills a lot. I do use that one. Uh, you know, and so I do, I do, um, it's good, it's good, it's good a lot too. Um, especially when I'm eating good food, so, uh, but anyway, we'll we'll get to the actual meat of Christmas vacation in a second. Uh, first, I want to talk about because we uh, we did exchange gifts today mm-hmm. for Christmas, and obviously we always get each other alcohol. It's just a principle of of Christmas is that we do different alcohols that we haven't had before, and uh, the one that I exchanged with Martin, you know, I got him for Christmas was a uh, Rogues Santa's Private Reserve Ale. Um, Got him that, and I got a nice little carrying six pack carrying case. Nice little wood crate, wood crate that has a uh, a beer opener on the side as well. Yeah, it looks like a nice old fashioned yeah. milk carrying That's case. That's right. I love it. It's awesome. That's right. It's very, very rustic. Mm-hmm. Um, now for the beer, I've never actually had a rogue. I I know a lot about. I know quite a bit about them. You've I, never had rogue at all. Never. Not a dead guy ale. Nope. Really? No yellow snow. Nothing. I thought you've I thought you've had a rogue before, just not this one, but a rogue in general. No, I'm pretty had... sure, I'm almost certain I've never had a rogue. If I did, it's been a long time. I've never bought like any other stuff. Well it's more um, it's way expensive around here. Yeah. Very expensive. Um part of that's just I guess that it's not as easy to obtain around here, maybe. Well they're from I'm, Oregon. Yeah. I mean I mean I've been to their uh California branch when I was in San Francisco. I went to a rogue uh, brewery. Well, it. I don't know. If it, I don't think it was actually a brewery. I think it was just you know like a Microsoft. a place. Yeah, like yeah. a place. That, it was a restaurant and a place that served their beers on tap. Shit, what is that called? What? What is Project Twenty Nine called? Tap Room. No, it's like Fill Station. Could be. Yeah, I mean a Growler Fill Station. They sure. Got, I think. Yeah. I, there's sure. A, there's a technical name for. It. I'm drawing a blank. Yeah. And but I mean, that's what the, that's basically what the Rogue was in California yeah. when I went to that. And um, you know, so I've had a few Rogue ales. Um, and I have had this Santa's Private Reserve ale before. I remember I I had it last year, and I ha- I didn't have it in a six pack. I actually had it in like a 24 ounce because I that's all that they carried at TJ's. I got that, and I also got the yellow snow. So I've had, I've had the yellow snow as well, which I believe is an IPA. I think I, I'm not. I think I'm pretty sure it's an IPA. I think yeah. I've never had it, but I see it every year, and I'm like, I want to try that. But yeah. Mm. Now this Rogue Santa's Private Reserve Ale is a uh, red ale. Put that by in title. Put that in quote air quotes. Yeah, but it's more like a red IPA. Yeah. It's it's heavy on the hops, not so heavy that I would consider it a like a strong IPA. Uh, I wouldn't say the there's alcohol, a I, I don't think there's a like a high IBU count on this one. It's not super the alcohol you know, it's not like super 5% bitter. too. Yeah, so it's not it's half. not heavy on that either. Um but the red part of this ale is really nuanced and and like minimal. So, uh, yeah. Very I I don't really, you know, there's a at first it really did taste just like a like a pale ale. I'd or say an IPA. Yeah, I say more an IPA cuz the hops are uh, the hot, the hot bitterness is uh very prominent. Yeah, it's it's, I, it's like probably the first thing that you taste when you take a sip. I mean, if you had to call it a pale ale, I'd say it'd be like it's like a Sierra Nevada pale ale, which to me isn't really a pale ale because it's so 
so robust in its hops. But, uh, yeah, the first sip, few sips I had of it, I was tasting more definite IPA tones than a uh, red ale. But as I've kind of drink, kept drinking it, like you said, you do kind of start to notice the caramel and more of a maltiness at the end. It's not great, but it, it, it's definitely noticeable. And it does give it like a nice sweetness to the hops to balance it to make it more, like I said, not I wouldn't consider it a red ale at all, but more like a red IPA. Yeah, yeah, the red part of it, the caramely malty nature of it, is like we said, subtle, and so it's not really at the forefront of this drink. But as you you know get that mouth feel, let it linger a little bit, mm-hmm. you're getting more of that caramel tone. And I, like I said. After, like, the first few sips, I started to notice that, you know, the red part of this ale more than I than I was at the beginning of it. And I will say, it's it's actually, like you said, nuanced is a great way to describe mm-hmm. that, too, because I've had red IPAs before. I've had quite a few. Yeah. And then, as a whole, I've never been that big of a fan of them, because it's just, most breweries, when I've had their red IPA, it's like they just took an IPA and it tried to make it a little bit maltier. Like, and it just doesn't work that much. Like, the other really good red IPA that I've had before is Sam Adams, like Tasman Red. Yeah. Which Mm -hmm. was pretty good. But for the most part, like I said, you don't really get a nice nuanced balance between it. It's very, like, hoppy and then slight malts, slight carameliness, but it's very minimal. Not only that, it's very, the hops overwhelm it so much, it doesn't, you know... You're like, just kind of like, eh, it's like a, kind of a weird, like a skunky IPA. Yeah. This, though, you do get like a very hot bitterness to it, and then as you're drinking it, the sip, the, your palate, you yeah. know, starts to pick up caramel and malts, and it's not like an overwhelming sweetness, but it, it blends nicely yeah. with the bitterness yeah. of the hops. And- it's a really interesting complexity to it that the hops kind of give way over time to yeah. that caramelness. I, I like that actually. I like that a lot. Like I don't want, I don't want to be bombarded by the hops because mm-hmm. that's not really the, the main focus of this. But at the same time, like I don't want a super sweet caramely beer either yeah. because that's, that's not, you know, again, that's not the focus of it. So I like that we're getting like both of those things in waves. It's, and it's, it's interesting. It's, it, it's cool how they can, they can actually do that with this beer. Mm. And I think it's really good. I, I like it a lot. No, I do too. Um, um I would probably get, I would definitely get this yeah. again. And, um, the other thing that I noticed is like a very like medium mouthfeel. It's not super thick, uh, not super heavy. Um, and it's also not super carbonated either. Nope. It's, it's a very like lightly fizzy beer. Mm-hmm. Very, mine's all gone. It's very <laughs> Mine's all gone. <laughs> um, the other thing that we picked up today is, um, my Christmas present for Martin. And this is called, uh, made. it's made by Springbrook Farm Distillery, and it's a fairly local distillery to us, um, and this is called the Adirondack High Rye Bourbon Whiskey, which is made in the Adirondacks, where we live, and, uh... It, now, does it say on the bottle where exactly the Adirondacks um, It probably says? does. Let me take a look I would here. imagine it's probably... Queensbury. Lake, oh, Queensbury, say, New I, York. I was going to say either Lake George or Queensbury, because yep. I know... Because I know when we went to Glens Falls for uh, my birthday, we went up there to Cooper's Cave. They had that whole list of... Yeah, there's like a whole trail of of like... Breweries and distilleries and wineries. And I was kind of surprised seeing all the... 
all the distilleries that they kind of had on there. Yeah. It was like, oh, I didn't know uh, there was that big of a, you know, whiskey distillery production going on up here. Yep. Because <laughs> when, th- when you think, you know, nice Adirondacks, not really thinking, you yeah, know. whiskey yeah. or rye. Uh, apparently, when you think Canada now, you think rye. It's becoming a big thing. It's, like, it's yeah. at our liquor store. You see, like, like it's almost making me want to try like Canadian Club Rye. But at the end of the day, I'm like, I know that's going well, to be a bad idea. You love my uncle, and he's a manly man, he's, and that's pretty much all he drinks he, is like Canadian. Was I thought, I thought it was Black Velvet? He does drink Black Velvet, but he also drinks Canadian Club as well. Yeah. And that, that's like his drink of choice, you know. But he mixes it too. And if I was gonna mix it. Most of the time, I probably would buy something like that too. Because why, why waste the money yeah, yeah. on? Um, like he drinks a lot of like ginger ale and whiskey. Yeah, I would do that. I would. I would. I would definitely. Yeah, because you're you're you don't need to waste that money if you're not really going to get the full flavor of what you're drinking. Yeah, and really, you're going to dilute it by putting in the ginger ale or yeah. the soda anyway. So there's really no point in getting something high end just to dilute it with mm. something else. Yeah, well, if you're so bu- well, I totally say, get if that. If you're buying a bottle of Gentleman Jack, you're not going to be making, you know, but Gentleman Jack and Coke. True, you're going to be drinking it for the Gentleman Jack. You want, you want, you know, a Coke and Jack. You're either buying regular Jack or you're going to be buying like Jim Beam. Or... But the other thing is, I try to drink Canadian. Club straight, and God, is it horrible. I'm pretty sure I have at one point, and I can't remember. I know for certain I've had Black Velvet straight, and yeah. it's a nightmare. It's horrible. It is horrible. But with this um, Springbrook Adirondack Rye, um, it does come in a Maker's Mark-style wax-coated top, um, and it's green instead of red like Maker's Mark. Um but it's a it's a nice fancy high bottle. Like it's a very it's a uh, tall tall skinny, skinny bottle. I, I think it looks really nice. It looks great, and it's got like this nice old timey uh, moose la- on it label and moose. Yeah, with like the nice like like uh, late eighteen hundreds print on it. I will say that the the packaging itself was really the the point at which I said, yeah, I want to try that. Yeah. You know what I mean? That yes, it's rye, so I'm always open to a rye. But at the same time, it was the packaging itself that was like, I've got to get it. And plus, it's local. And we like to support local on the mm-hmm. podcast. Um, you know, got a lot of quality local places around here. So definitely want to support it. Um, and we're going to give this a shot right now. So the biggest thing about this rye that you were reading about is that they don't filter the water. Nope, it's unprocessed is what the label says. So you get... The magnesium and calcium from the water uh, still in it. And I guess that's a pretty unique thing. And also, I find it pretty unique. Even though it's a rye whiskey, they said on the back that they consider it a bourbon. Right. So. Huh. And Interesting. All right, let's give it a shot. I don't know if I'd consider, you know, or at least I don't know if most whiskey aficionados would consider. Rye bourbon. Yeah. It's, it's, it's rye I, think they, I think they do, but I don't know. That's it, isn't it? Just like just rye, rye whiskey, whiskey. Yeah. maybe, maybe. Wow. All right, give it a sniff. Mmm, mmm, that's very good. Yeah, it's very good. I like that. It's very smooth. Very smooth. Um, nice hearty rye in there. Yeah. 
Spice, uh, it's very pe- peppery, very nice yep. and spicy. Nice and spicy, very rye tasting. Um, very good. I like it a lot. Delightful. It's definitely a good whiskey. Yeah, I, I think it's very smooth. It's um, it's a it's a odd forty three percent alcohol content, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind. Of, it, I mean, it's just a weird sort weird of weird number. It's usually yeah. like either forty or forty five. Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, no, that's really good. That's uh. Very smooth. Yeah. I, I do love that it's got a nice, you know, a very nice peppery rye note to yep. it. Um, I would definitely get that. That's a very good. And the bottle that I got you, too, was the last bottle on the shelf. So Yeah, yeah they didn't have any more. So uh, maybe it's, well, it's either very popular or, or they didn't get very many just because it's t- local. You know what I mean? It's a and, small batch whiskey. Yeah, it's so. a small batch. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, that is very, a very good whiskey. Pleasant. Very pleasant. But I mean, we're both big fans of, as we've said before, we're both very big fans of rye whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, def- it's definitely my favorite whiskey. Yeah, get that nice, you know, S- subtle, yeah, complex, peppery, uh, spicy. I prefer the spicy over yeah. the sweet. So yeah, definitely nice. Um, I don't yeah. know how many people are gonna be able if you're not from the area. I don't know how many people will probably be able to probably find not gonna it. be able to find it. Yeah. But if they ever do grow larger, you know, there you go. Or if you're in the area, check it out. You, it's heard, it. you heard it from us. Springbrook. Spring There's a moose on it. That way you know it's the right one. That's how you know it's from the Adirondacks. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's move into Christmas Vacation because we've got a lot to talk about. Both very familiar with it. It's not like some of the movies that we talked about before, which we haven't really seen and we're experiencing for the first time. This one is... Like Suicide Squad. Yeah, that's right. And I feel like, actually... Talking about a movie that we've seen so many times is more difficult, I think. Because it's kind of hard to sum up your... Yeah, it's hard to sum up, like, decades of thoughts. Not only that, like, it's when you see a movie for the first time, and then you try to explain it, you can, especially if you just, just saw it for the first time, you can get a very visceral yeah. reaction and, like, summation of your thoughts, like, out... If someone was, like, sit here to ask me, so what do you think of, like, The Godfather? It's like, oh, where do I begin? Yeah. Like, it's oh yeah, it's hard to begin. It's like shit. Yeah. yeah. I will say that this is probably the best quality of the film that I've experienced so far cuz we just picked up a Blu-ray from the shop today. Yeah, we did. And normally I watch it in DVD because that's what my parents have. And before that, I used to have VHS tape of it taped from TV. <laughs> so with all the commercials. With all the commercials, the sexy M&M lady. <laughs> um the cursing, all yeah, out. all the censorship. Um, I kind of forgot how much cursing is in this. Well, I mean, there's a a PG thirteen level of cursing in here. A lot of I uh, would, a I lot would, of shits. I would say that I would find it kind of hard that one get an R. Well, you get but, one F, you get one F bomb. Yeah, see, I didn't even know that until like yeah, it's like a rule. Yes, I didn't even. That's why there's always like a key scene where it's like you get to drop that F bomb. So More than that. The NPA is yeah. so fucking stupid. So yeah. that's why, like, I would encourage everyone to watch, you know, this film's not, I think it's called This Film's Not Yet Rated, the documentary about the MPAA and, like, and just listen to, like, you know. All the stupid things. That yeah, like, oh, like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, like, like, oh, I made this film and I was going to get a fucking NC-17, a death sentence in filmmaking because they had this one scene. I had, you know, I had to cut it out because of this bullshit. Like they got Kevin Smith on there, like, oh yeah, no, like this is all the crap that I had to. Yeah, 
And it's really specific stuff too. It's like you can't have this scene where this person gets their head chopped off in this, you know, this but scenario. Only, but not only that though, like some of the stuff too is like very like arbitrary. Like some films they let that shit, you know, slide. Other films like no, you can't do that. It's NC seventeen. I honestly think that's why a lot of filmmakers refrain from like male frontal nudity. With a penis. Because it's, it's an automatic NC-17. It's, it's, it's generally not as well accepted as, like, having a bunch of boobs on screen. It's boobs, you, you know. Yeah. And it's weird. It's a, it's a strange thing. Like, I just saw Office Christmas Party in theaters yesterday, and there is a dick scene in there where he photocopies a picture, where he photocopies his dick and he sticks it. Or, no, actually, he makes a 3D printer image of his <sighs> dick. And uh, you actually see the dick. And my mom, we went to see it with my parents. Very strange situation there uh but my mom was like oh my god they showed his penis i was like yeah you can show a penis but just people choose not to because it's not as well accepted because for the most you part, can have the hairiest the, bush on i would say because for the most part you'll probably get an nc-17 just depends on who's watching that film that day stupid though. stupid i know it's and it's a, just a penis for god's sakes it's a penis. grow up know, grow up right? ryan's mother it was more <laughs> of an erect penis though so that's really not acceptable. Well, why was it erect? In the I don't know because he was trying was to make like, an accurate was, 3D printer was he like, image. Was he like jacking like onto like yeah? No, no, no. Actually, like, to like, be oh, honest, sh- like oh shit, I gotta get a heart. I'm gonna show some, put some no, porn up and like oh yeah yeah. No, yeah I like, mean, to be honest with you, the the penis scene was like a super quick flash. I mean, it was like I would say it was up for like not even a second. Like it was just like a quick boom. There's a penis gone. You know what I mean? There was no time to ogle it or anything like that. <laughs> you just kind of got a quick flash of it, and then it was gone. And then you see the 3D printer image of it oh, that's pop fu- out. That's fine, though. Yeah, the 3D printer image is fine. It's oh, like, hey, it's Michelangelo. You know what I mean? It's like, it's good, it's like yeah. a clay sculpture, you know? Or it's like uh, it was super bad. You know how yeah. they had, like, you know, Jonah Hill draw, like, a thousand different dicks. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's funny. That's fine, because it's drawn. But if it's like, you're a show, like, it's like, no, you can't do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, In Christmas Vacation, there are no dicks, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it's a PG thirteen movie, but well, there except is Chevy Except Chevy Chase. <laughs> yeah, except Chevy Chase. But there is an f bomb, and uh, but see, didn't planes, trains, and automobiles get an R because they had that one f bomb? I'm pretty sure uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. I don't know if they actually got. I don't know if they, I'm that pretty sure. R rated film. I think they got. I tend uh, to not pay attention. to I that think kind they of got thing anymore. I think they it got. It is rated R. Yeah. Yeah. See, I th- yeah, and that one scene where you know Steve Martin goes on his rant and ends you know with an f bomb. That could be. He no, it is because they talked about it in the, that documentary. Hmm. Um. Yeah. I don't know. And that was just made two years before. That's interesting. So know. what the hell? Yeah. Maybe they thought the subject matter in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles was a little more risque, especially with the violent content. Oh. <laughs> no, I don't know. Please, but, but, as I say, that rant is, would sum up most people. Yeah, in general. At, at, like, a, you know, having to deal, like, with traveling. Like, yeah, I imagine, like, that's, like, something most people are like, yeah, I feel, Oh, I, no, no, that scene does get it, but he doesn't drop just one F-bomb. He says, now, please get me my fucking uh, plane... Or I I want my fucking plane, or else I'm going to have a. F- I'm gonna. He just keeps saying it, so it's like six or seven f bombs. That doesn't see. That's that's. that's they stepped st- over the line. If see, they had gone so with, st- I would like my fucking car or whatever it is, then they would have gotten away with it. But 
That's that's too many f bombs, and especially in in one context, is way too many. That's so fucking stupid. In general, though, (laughs) yes, except for that scene, that could have totally been a PG thirteen movie. Yeah, because I don't even think there's like there's like no real cursing throughout the entire film. That it's a good point. So it's strange why they didn't choose to like maybe edit out a couple of those just so that there was one f bomb, one key f bomb. But uh, yeah, anyway. I digress. It's great though to mention that because they're both these are both like uh, John, John Hughes, Hughes films. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so let's start our Christmas vacation talk with um, a list of our favorite scenes because I think that probably the best way to narrow down how to talk about this film since we've seen it so many times is to really come up with our favorite scenes and then discuss why they're our favorite. Would you like to begin? Um, I think to me, like, my favorite scene is just, uh, just at, like, Clark, after he's finally got all the lights rigged up and he's trying to get it, you know, everything, uh, trying to get the lights to finally work and they're not working and he's like, I think I got it, he drags the whole family out there and he's like, look, no, I, fi- you know, I finally did it and, and there's like, what the hell, what are we looking at? Not nothing. And then he just flips out and, like, starts kicking the reindeer and... That that to me is hilarious because that that to me is like yeah that's as I told you when we were watching I'm like I'm like that's me like mm-hmm. I'm like I finally fixed it and, then, and like I finally fixed it and then it's like when you go to do it it's still not fixed and then yeah that that's me because I would flip shit and start flipping stuff because that would I would be like I'm not going to be outsmarted by these inanimate objects I what? I I need to you know I think we could all relate to that because I definitely find. A lot of those qualities in me as well. Um, because, yeah, when things don't work right, you're going to flip out. And I love, I love that he realizes that he's being such a total dipshit in that scenario. But again, he goes up and punches little yeah. Santa in the face. Kicks, and then yeah, kicks him and, like, you know, kicks does the a little punch yeah. out of there. I mean, yes, I've told, I, I would, I hate that I have done this, but I've totally done <laughs> stuff like that. And then after, like, I'm just thinking, after that scene ends and he does get the lights to work. Now that Santa and reindeer is all fucked up in his yard and everything else looks great. I've been in that situation because I'm like, afterwards I'm thinking, why did I break that? <laughs> that was a stupid thing to do. I really wish I hadn't broken that, but I did it in anger yeah. and I was, you know, and I can totally imagine. And like that yeah. film him afterwards being like, I shouldn't have fucking broken that Santa and the reindeer, but it felt good. Yeah. Right. At the time. Oh, it felt good. Oh yeah. No, I, I definitely have had that. Like, yeah. just like, it's like oh, you're trying to fix something and it's not working. Yeah. And just being like, fuck, destroy it and like be like, fuck it, I'm going to the store and buying a new one. This is bullshit. And then later, back, like, man, like, when you figure it out, it's like, man. I, I, I Like, oh, that was a waste of money, right? And, and I feel the same way about the other scene where he flips out when he gets his bonus and it's actually a Jelly of the Month Club and he starts to rip up all the shit. And, you know, he, he rips up the bonus check and he kind of like, he starts flipping out and his, his father tries to stop him and he like pushes him away. I've totally been in that situation. Yeah. I, told, I, I know that feeling. I, I know. And he yeah, does no. it, does it very well. Yeah. I no, think. not like, only that, when I'm like pissed off like that and someone's like, no, I'm like, don't, like, don't fucking talk to me. Yeah, right. You yeah, know, no, I, I, I've been in that situation. I've been in that, I've been that frustrated person. Yeah. Um, I never receiving a gigantic bonus check, obviously I've never you know, been in that situation where I've even had the opportunity to have a check and then find out that it's not coming. Um, 
But I do know where that frustration and anger is coming from, although I hate to admit that. We have a lot of the same anger issues, I should say. Um, All right, so that was one of your favorite scenes. One of my favorite scenes, uh, which is actually really, it's not even really much of a scene at all. It's kind of more of an inclusion to show that Ruby Sue uh, and her brother are not going to have, like, a good Christmas this year. Like, there's no Santa Claus coming. And they're trying to, and Chevy Chase's character, uh, Clark, is trying to figure out a way to fix that. Um, is when him and Randy Quaid, um, cousin Eddie, are walking through the supermarket. They're in Walmart. Mm. And Eddie is just picking up every goddamn dog food bag <laughs> that he possibly can and throwing it in the cart. And clearly, Clark is shopping for himself as well. But the gr- the best part is when uh, Clark picks up a, ba- a, a, a two-bulb two set of light bulbs and puts it on top of the, the dog food. And then immediately Eddie steps down another gigantic, like, 10, 20-pound bag of dog food right on top of those light bulbs. It's a great scene. It's really, like, a minimal scene in the in the, the uh, film itself. But I really do like that. I always like that scene. And if you look really closely, Randy Quaid's penis is, like, poking out in that scene in, like, the bottom frame of that scene. Because he's wearing, like, a ridiculously tight pair of leisure suit pants. Yeah. And his his penis is, like, down, the like, the side of his leg. <laughs> I don't know why I picked that out, but I see that every time. I'm like, Jesus Christ, his penis is trying to escape in there. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you I, have was, to look, I was looking at it. Too. You have to look, uh, like, down. I was actually kind of looking more at, like, the deals, like, to see what the prices were. Yeah, right. Then. And I was like... Man, some of those prices seem like they're a little higher than what yeah, they like are Yeah, like the now. dog food, like $10 for that bag? I thought that was kind of high. Yeah. I thought it was kind of high for the dog food. He's buying like six bags of dog food. It's going to be really expensive. 60, ba- 60 bucks for just dog food. Not only that, I just love the fact that like he's his kids and like, you know, his life is shit basically. And he's more worried about, gotta get dog food for I know. the deal. I know. It's a great scene. I like it a lot. And, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those scenes that you just kind of blow off because it's not really that important in the scheme of things but there's a lot of good, good n- humor n- in yeah. there yeah n- the wor- word of the day if you haven't noticed nuance nuance it's, that's it's... right exactly um all right what else you got i love the part where they're all sitting down at dinner and clark's like "Ooh, i just just heard on the from an air uh airport pilot at santa's just it just saw Santa in New York, and you saw Randy Quaid's kids get like, oh, Santa, and Randy Quaid's just like, really? Yeah. Are you serious, Clark? Are, are, are you serious? Because like, it's like, oh, man, I could see myself being that asshole. <laughs> like, like, a, like at a family function or something, like, or when, like, eventually you have kids, and just, if I was, like, pissed off that day, like, oh, Santa's, heard Santa's coming, like, are you fucking serious? Really? <laughs> you're... you're it was just great, like, and they just, like, look, like, he just, like, Clark looks so depressed after that, like, oh, yeah. Hmm. I know. You're, you're gonna ruin this for them? I know, like, he just kind of gives him a look. Yeah, I know, he's like, I know. He's like you're, gonna ru- you're gonna literally ruin this for him? It's great, though, because, <laughs> again, like, Randy Quaid in this film is playing, like, this guy who has, like, literally no idea about things around him. He has no idea, like, what's going on at all besides the things that impact him. He has no idea, and it's just... I don't know, this, that scene just shows that, like, he has no concept of thinking outside of his own, you know, personal <laughs> spectrum of, of what's going on. You, you, know know that, that's, you know what that's called? 
being a sociopath. <laughs> yeah. Even in the scene, in the dinner scene where everybody's eating and, and, um, he's grabbing the, uh, the, um, sweet potatoes and all of a sudden he's, he's not sure if he wants them. So he takes a bite from the spoon and then he's like, yeah, okay. I have some, he's plops them down on his plate. It's like. But you know, see, the great thing about that is you know people like that. Yeah, exactly. I do. I do. Like, yeah. like that would be like, oh, I don't know if I want, you know, and just take it. Oh, yeah, I do. Like, yeah. yeah. Throw some Not of civilized yeah. enough to be like, well, I'll take a little bit, put it on my plate. And if I don't like it, I just won't eat it. No, no, he's got to Because well, you look like an asshole if you, well, if, if you like, like, if, like, <laughs> if I went over to like your house, like, oh, we're having salad and this. And I was like. And if you, like, give me the bowl of salad, I'm like, I don't want salad. Yeah. That would be like, you look like an asshole. Like, yeah, you didn't eat it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's the the opposite end of the spectrum in that scene where they have to eat the turkey. And, it's, yeah. and they don't like it. And, you know, Catherine is sitting there crying because... And Randy Quaid's like, oh, no, you didn't fight. Yeah, it is a great, look, great looking turkey. Um, like, they, now they all feel obligated to eat this turkey, even though it it's terrible and dry and it, like, basically is just a bunch of gristle on their plate. Um, in one scene, and it's, it's easy to miss, but I, I don't really ever notice it, but, um, Clark's mother is dipping her turkey in her water to make it wet enough to <laughs> well, no, eat. Is, I, li- I love the fact, too, that, like, Chevy Chase is just, like, grabbing like, gravy, the, the gravy bowl and, like, dump- <laughs> and, dumping it all over his plate. I mean, to be fair, though, that's how you should be doing it. Like, if you got, like, mashed potatoes, I- turkey, and all that... You take that gravy boat and you, you just f- drench it. Yeah, drench that. I don't like turkey to begin with, so that scene is a nightmare because, like... That's the worst case I, scenario I, I, for you. But, yeah, like, if, if that was the case, I would just skip turkey. I'd be like, mm, I don't like turkey. I'm going to skip that. You know, I, I don't like turkey to begin with, so... Well, as I was telling you, because um, at work on Friday, they had, like, we had our Christmas uh, dinner for lunch... And they had ham and turkey and green beans, mashed potatoes, stuffing, and uh, dinner rolls. And at the end of the table, like the, one of the managers, was, you know, had gravy. And he's like, "What do you want your gravy on?" And everyone's like, "Fucking everything!" Like even the green beans. Put the gravy all over. Put the gravy on. Yeah. It is. It's perfect I, on everything. I mean, I didn't put it on my green beans. But I was like, "Yeah, everything but the green beans." Yeah. You know, like uh, I want uh, slathered, slather my meat in this. You know, in my potato. I mean, let that go down in podcast history that Martin has just said, slather my meat <laughs> in, gra- in gravy. That's right. That's um, right. But right. yeah, uh, but it's, I, I, I totally can relate to that. Yeah. Uh, cause I've, I've, and not only that, cause I have had uh, like somebody cook a bad turkey mm. before and like, like, ah, I can't say that I have not, only, not just turkey. I've had people make bad, you know, dry meat. Like you would know from experience too. You get a steak, it's well oh, done. God. You don't yeah. want a well done steak. No. This is this is why A1 was invented. It wasn't invented to enhance a steak. It was inha- invented like you may you cook you overcooked it and turned it into leather. You, well, here's something that'll turn it. Yeah. You know. If your knife isn't cleanly cutting through that steak, it's too well done. Too well done. All right, so what another one of my favorite scenes um well, I quote it all the time. Is when Chevy Chase Clark is up on his roof and he's fiddling with the lights and he's he gets stuck to the to the um staple staple gun and he rips it off and you know he's he's 
and um, he like goes back and forth on the tree or his ladder's upside down and he gets, you know, he, he falls down because I putting lights up on my house. Absolutely been there. I don't want to admit it, but I have had the ladder upside down before because I have an extension ladder myself. I have had it upside down. Neighbor came over and said, you might want to flip that over. <laughs> totally felt like an ass. Yeah, you should have. But at the same time, I've never used that ladder before. It's not, it wasn't mine. It was my uh, well, wife's mother's. Well, I, <coughs> as, as, as a man, you should feel like you should know properly how to. I don't use extension ladders. I've never used an extension ladder well, you before. you know what? Matt's, our friend Matt's looking for a new yeah. extension ladder. Well, I don't even like this one because it doesn't even fucking work right, so. He doesn't want this one. But anyway, yeah, I felt like an ass. But I've totally been in that situation. I hate putting lights on our house because our house is pretty tall. Well, and it's gotta, you, we got to use the entirety of the extension ladder. And extension ladders are a bitch. Honestly. And if you don't like heights. Well, I don't care about the heights. Well, I was going to say, but if, you, if you're somebody who doesn't like heights, that's like a, you know. You know, I at, at a certain point, I get pissed off at dealing with the extension ladder. And I said, fuck it. It's rickety. I don't care. I'll go up there. And it's like sliding back and forth on the <laughs> ground. And it's like, ah, if I fall off, I fall off. You'll just break your arm. Okay. That's right. That's right. Get out of work for a few days. Um, <laughs> But, uh. No, I mean. <laughs> it is good. I mean. And I, I, I never put up. A, see that? I, that's why I imagine they invented those goddamn like the, what you have now that the projector lights. Yeah, yeah, so because you know, people are gonna be arsed with that. They're like, <laughs> you know what? Uh, you know what? I'm not putting up lights this year. I'm getting a projector light, and it looks like there's lights on I my know, house. I'm just like flick a switch, and then boom, disco ball on. It's a your great house. idea because, and especially for older people, obviously. I mean, can't, they they can't it. put it up. They can put they can certainly put out their their light, their projector light, and then do that. It, it's, it is a good idea, and it does look pretty much like lights, and at least you can't be, you know, your neighbor's not like, well, that asshole over there's not putting up any lights for Christmas this year. Okay, first off, though, okay, to go off of that, I hate people who judge other people if they don't do, like, Christmas shit. Like, again, like, Christmas with the cranks. Oh, you gotta put Frosty up. We see you don't have Frosty up, eh? You know, Dan Aykroyd, like... Sounding like he was back from fucking Nova Scotia. I know he's Canadian, but he's yeah. In that movie, he like literally sounds like he just fucking ate a brick of pancakes with maple syrup while singing O Canada, watching the Winnipeg Jets play the Toronto Maple Leafs. But like, oh, you don't have your frosty up. You know, everyone's got to have frosty up. I would never want to live in a neighborhood with like, oh, you got to have your lights up. Everybody on the block's got their lights up, but you don't. And I'd be like. Well, fuck you. I don't want to do it, you know? Well, I you want to... lights up? Then come over and fucking do it for me, then. Well, I have to disagree a little bit, because I do think that, um, you... I, I think that for Christmas, you do... Should, you should have, a, a, like, something. No. You if should you have no, something. No, because what if, what if you're like me, and you don't care? Well, then you need to get in the Christmas spirit, and we've talked about that multiple no, times. No. You need to be in the Christmas spirit, or maybe you not need to not be in the Christmas spirit. No, you ever thought of that? I don't think so. Reverse in psychology. Tradition: there. the lights were used to light up the night because it's fucking dark out, and we need you to keep the spirits away by putting up Christmas lights on your property. Maybe I don't want to celebrate your goddamn pagan traditions. Would you just want to put the Christ in Christmas? Yeah. Because he wasn't born at this time. Well, that's besides the point. (laughs) But anyway, I do do think that people should be What if they're a Jewish family? I don't care. If they're Jewish family, put up some blue lights then. (laughs) 
Have, have a time of it. No, I'm just kidding. If you're Jewish, <laughs> I really don't care if you don't put up your lights. It doesn't what have to be everybody, but... What if you're atheist? Well, if well, that doesn't mean you can't celebrate Christmas. If you're you Jewish, could... then what if you're Jewish or Muslim? Like, oh, yeah, does it doesn't matter. You can still celebrate Christmas. You can still celebrate Christmas if you're atheist. If you're Jewish, probably not, but, but atheists can. It's not like Jews don't recognize that Christ was a person. They just don't recognize him as the Messiah. Yeah. So they could celebrate it like, happy well, birthday, yeah. Jesus. Again, they could. Yeah, I mean, they could. I don't celebrate it for the Jesus part of it. Well, shit, you do it for the capitalism and consumerism. No, I do it because I like the, <laughs> I like the, um, the feeling of it. I like the feeling of the warmth of the Christmas. See, they, that's season. why they make that's why they make those Hallmark movies. They make them for you. That's true. Because those, all those Hallmark movies are just about lonely moms getting boned by some dude who like loves Christmas. Well, I and, am that dude and <laughs> boning moms. Um. <laughs> all right, so we talked about some of the scenes that we really like about Christmas Vacation, but what do you think is the lasting appeal of Christmas Vacation? Because Besides the regular vacation, the rest of the vacation films, they really didn't do that much. Like, European vacation, not really recognized as a as no. a vacation film. No, it's a, it's a cycle. Original vacation, comedy classic. Yeah. European vacation, not a lot of people remember it. Right. But I'm saying... <laughs> Christmas like, vacation, holiday classic. But I'm saying, like... What Vegas if- vacation, slightly remembered because they played it all the time on, like, FX for a while. So I... But it, what is it's, the... It's, it's cyclical. But what made the holiday classic part of Christmas Vacation? Like, what makes it a holiday classic? Uh, well, they had a competent writer. They had John Hughes. True. They did have John and, Hughes. And, and this... And now, you know, the fact that I'm, like, getting older and, you know, more aware of my surroundings. Right. It, like, you can totally tell, like, this has the makings of a John Hughes film. But, I mean, John Hughes <laughs> also wrote European Vacation. And that one doesn't really have the the standing but that, appeal. But that had more of a. I imagine that was more like written on committee because there's he wasn't the sole writer, right? And no, this but, one, he's a sole writer. European Vacation, there's like a couple of people who wrote it. So what I'm thinking is that you know I think Christmas Vacation lasts with people because it is a like it is the movie that you think of when you're thinking like. Nightmare scenario. Yeah, nightmare scenario for your family coming over for Christmas. Because in in this film, Clark really does want his family to come over, even though most of his re- the rest of the Griswold family are thinking like this is a bad idea. Not only that, not only that though. It, it, again, this is he's shooting himself in the own his own foot. Yeah, because he's like, I want to have a big family Christmas, so he wants his parents to come over. Same time. He doesn't like Ellen's parents. He doesn't right. he doesn't like his in-laws. And they don't like each other. And they don't like each other. But he's going to have them over and then he's going to have you know his crazy aunt like you know great aunt and uncle come over. He doesn't really care for them. But he's going to have them over and Yeah. He didn't invite Eddie, but Eddie just shows up and that's again that kind of shows like that's like with a lot of people's like family like get-togethers like there's always that one person like who invited them? That's right. Anyone? Oh, they didn't get invited. They just kind of heard about it and showed up. Oh. Well, I think that's a big thing with both vacation and Christmas vacation is that they're very relatable for the audience. Like European vacation is kind of hard to relate to. I mean, you got to be like a rich white person family to go on a European vacation. Most well, they, people well, aren't. Well, they win it. I mean, right? True, <laughs> but I mean, most people aren't going to be like. 
Yeah, that's happened to me before. I've gone international. Um, you know, I got stuck in a traffic jam and and well, to know, be Paris fair, and... well, to be fair, I kind of find it insulting that Clark's like playing himself as the fucking poor everyday's man. Right? Because... He's a goddamn chemist. He's a food additive person, which means he's got to have knowledge of like fucking chemistry. Exactly. So it's not like he's a. Yeah, he's he's poor. He put down. A $7,500 down payment, which I don't understand how he could not cover. Where's their money going? They have a gigantic house. Yeah. Where's the money going? And they take fucking vacations every... Like, yeah. Yeah, no. So, I, in that sense, when he's like, I want to bring my boss over here because he's rich and I'm poor, you know. And it's like kind of like, fuck you. No, you're not. You're you're doing well above middle class. That's I, true. I don't want to... Don't give me your side. You see that, like, you know... I can understand because, you know, I'm sure everybody of all classes and stripes have, has gone through this. I'm getting fucked and I, you know, by, yeah. and I don't like it. But at, at the same time, you know, it's like, kind hey, of fuck you, you know? Yeah. You have to give boss, your uh, gifts to your boss to kiss his ass, to, you know, to, you know, to kind of move on. You're not, you're not struggling. Those yeah. Jobs where you have to give gifts to your boss to, like, get noticed, that's, you know, mm. that's white-collar work. That's not... <laughs> you, don't, you don't see coal miners in West Virginia when they come up, you know, from 36 hours in the fucking mine, like, oh, here, Foreman, I got the wife and I got you this <laughs> gift, you know, so yeah. hopefully you remember us this Christmas. I mean, I do think that it's, um, it's more realistic and, uh, you know, people can relate to this, though, because... Of not not the monetary thing, but the family thing is that you have a lot of those people who maybe you don't see much of the year, and you don't often get together with them mm. all together. But you're bringing them all together for one period of time, and you're really dreading it. You're really, I think the the not biggest. Only, not only that, like I said, like I said when you're watching the movie, though, it's like they're doing, again. He's doing it to himself. There's no need for yeah. you to invite your family. For Christmas and it be a, a fucking week long. Yeah. You do Christmas even Christmas. Boom boom. You know. Yeah. Get them. Come over. Yeah. Presents. Dinner. Let's go to bed. Santa. Open the damn presents. Another dinner. Get the fuck out of this house. I think that's. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, it's like a never marathon. Do, yeah, I've never done like a week long. Like oh, you know, visiting relatives. No, it's always been like a. Very quick, like either go for like breakfast or dinner, spend a couple hours. I think maybe in this case because they have retired parents, they can and they probably don't live super close. They come over for a week and stay, and that's probably the most they see of them. I wouldn't want everyone. Well, I know. I'm just saying. I, I, I just think like... that's that's where this is coming from. But at the same time, yeah, like who has a week off just... for Christmas? Besides me, because I took it off. <laughs> so I'm weird. But besides me, who has a week off before Christmas to like do all this stuff? That's ridiculous. Yeah. I know, I know. But I, but I. Well, love that's it. what that makes me think of that. Remember, that you, I think you posted that Onion article on Facebook of like, you know, parents with you know who are retired and have a great savings fund and whatnot. Wonder why a child never takes a week off to come <laughs> visit for the holidays. Yeah, that's struggling. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. It's like. That Onion article is great. Like, kid who just got brand new job and has, like, no vacation time, parents are begging him to come over for holidays and wondering why he just doesn't ask his boss. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's great. But, like, at the same time, this this film really gets to to the heart of that, of, of, like, 
here's everything that could go wrong and that you're worrying that will go wrong at this Christmas vacation time. And it does go wrong in this film. And you kind of, it's kind of cathartic, really, to throw that word, to trot that word out there. Because, you know, you're watching this one person go through hell, really. And he even says we're at the threshold of hell. I love that. I love that line. That's something I I think I would say. It truly is. Like going to a Bills game, like... Oh god! We're like third quarter, and they're down. Like oh, we're at the threshold of hell right now. Yeah, like, this is this is awful. And Christmas vacation truly is the threshold of hell. It's like everything that can go wrong, even things that you wouldn't think of that would go wrong, like destroying the house because of a dog and a squirrel. Th- those things, like, will they happen to the regular person? Probably <laughs> not. But I mean, that's a nightmare scenario that you think about. Or your tree going up in your flames. Tree, yeah, your tree going up in flames. Um. Uh, falling off the ladder and, you know, seriously injuring yourself. It's all things that, like, you really, you think about during the Christmas season. Tur- turkey being dry as shit. Yeah. I mean, it makes a mockery of the Christmas season, really. Even though it does, at at its finale, come to the point where it's like, you know, this is, a, we, we we do this sort of shit for family. We, we do it because we love our family. And, and at, at its heart, even though he flirts with adultery many, many, many times... Clark does have his family's best interests most of the time. And which, it, which, by the way, uh, speaking of adultery, man, that, like, uh, chick who's, like, the salesman for, like, panty. Mary, yeah. Mary, the, the panty salesman. Well, who, saleswoman. Who's that played by? Um, that's a good question. I don't know if, uh... Uh, l- low-rent Phoebe Gates? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Mary is played by Nicolette Scorsese. Um. Huh. Yep. Nicolette Scorsese. Hmm. Well, it was just great though. Um, like she, he's like, oh, well, like make make you making all those usual like you know like did I say nipple? I didn't mean to, it's you know type of jokes like that. But then afterwards, it was just great. Well, he's like, oh, you know, oh, these are for my wife. Uh, God rest her soul. And he's like, oh, she's dead. And he's like, no, she's not. Dead. We're divorced. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like. Yeah, so whatever. And then she's like, oh, okay. And then she's like, I find this awkward man charming. <laughs> maybe I will, apparently, you know, give him a hand job in the back. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. I'm feeling spunky. But she's showing him these, like, these panties and shit. And then she's like, this is what they look like on me. Like, lifts her skirt up and, you know, to show, like, there's no, you know, they there's don't. No line. They're not granny panties. They're not going down. Like, you get to see the whole thigh. Yeah. Where what what store do you ever go to and like the ladies like oh you gonna like you go to Victoria's Secret like oh you're gonna buy those bra- bras for your wife here let me show you what the boobs look like what size of her tits oh like, we, got the, <laughs> we got the same size we both got you know size D tits like so like bam right there that's what the side boobs gonna look like right there. Does that interest you? No, it doesn't. Let's try. Okay, let's try this one. Then. Now, the only time I can think that would actually happen is if a woman was like, you know, because of how they have the drawers in Victoria's Secret where they actually pull them out like a like a like yeah. a drawer in a dresser. Yeah. And they bent over and they were going down for like the bottom drawer, and you saw her thong on. It was like, oh, I guess that's what that thong looks like. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, no, no one's gonna show. I mean, you may have not been frequenting the right stores, but well, same thing with you. It's not, yeah, like, you know. No, I'm just kidding, but but anyway, like I mean, she must really want to make that sale. Like, is she like, getting paid on commission? Then? I hope like, she's getting paid on commission because she's like, oh, I gotta show you know my fucking yeah. thighs to these purrs, you know, and mm. my, you know, my, get the sale done. I'll do it. But I mean, I I think that really in this film, 
you know, and, and it is in, in most of the other vacation films, even though that Clark is really kind of an asshole for most of the film, it really is about the family part of it. Even though even in the original vacation, he does kill their aunt. Well, I mean, at the same time, I think it's, it's definitely, he is a d- definitely a double-edged sword, because as much as he says he wants to do things for the family, it's also yeah. for himself. Oh, yeah, so, exactly. So he can feel like he's the hero. Like, yeah. I did the great vacation. Exactly. I did, you know. I think that John Hughes does infuse this film with a little bit of, like, satire, because at the end of Christmas Vacation specifically, he does go outside and he... he the final line is, I did it. Yeah. Like, he did it for himself, not specifically for his family, but to prove to himself that he could do it. That he could create, like, a, a, a memorable, successful, yeah. memorable moment. And for most of the people, it's going to be memorable because a fucking SWAT team bursts through their house. <laughs> not because, like, Clark put on a good show. Well, I mean, yeah, but, like, yeah, no, you're right. Because I, I do almost think that... I almost think, too, I mean, no, that it is definitely relatable. Because I think a lot of people... Who, and parents who are like, I want to, you know, take my kids to Disney World and shit. It's not like just because they want to have a good time. They're like, damn, I want to show them that I can fucking do this, right? And that you know, I'm great, and my wife shouldn't be sleeping with the mailman. I'm better, you know, I'm yeah, better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think that's a big thing that with this this film, it's kind of showing that we do a lot of ridiculous things for our family. In hopes that they will remember later on that yeah, we did them. Like, hey, I did yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that it was great, you know. And you can see that again when Clark is talking to his father. And he's saying, like, you know, our our Christmases, our holidays were really crappy. They, they were always, always a mess. And, and he's like, how'd you get through it? And he's like, Jack Daniels. Yeah, and it's and it's like he wants to outdo his previous, you know, his, his own experiences with the holidays. And it becomes sort of a, like a impossible chore but not only that I mean, he remember because you got the scene where he's in the attic and he gets trapped and locked in the attic so he you know whips out some old 35 millimeter film of yeah his uh family christmas and he's sitting there fondly looking at them like man weren't those great times and it's like he's just thinking back and reflecting on them. but if he probably thought long and hard, like, wait a minute those that sucked you know that's they're always hell they didn't have fun right yeah and he, i mean they even show you kind of like his father was yeah. kind of a overbearing person slapping his hand away when he's trying to grab the presents. Um, and that, those were the times, like, in the presumably in the 50s. Well, like that, that translates well to, like, the the new vacation film, because at the same time, when they go on that vacation, they're like, you know, Rusty's doing it because not because he wants to, you know, relive, the, you know, his vacations that he had with his family, but at the same time, he's trying to prove to himself that he can do it, and that, you know, God damn it, you know, hell or high water, he's going to do it, and, like, yeah... You know, it's he's living off that nostalgia feel. Like we had the greatest times doing that, and the, right. but when he thinks back, he's like, "No, they sucked. They, they, it wasn't fun at all." Right. You know? Right. Yeah, and I think you know that's a big thing with Christmas time is that we do have that nostalgia factor. Like, oh, isn't that so great? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, no, probably wasn't. Yeah, I mean, thinking back to the times that you can remember from Christmas, they probably all seem good, right? They, they seem. Mm. I don't know. I'm I'm not speaking for you, but for me, I mean, they all seem pretty good. I remember specific things like my family coming over, having Dunkin' Donuts donuts for breakfast, you know, uh, opening presents. Um, I remember a couple times where people were sick or something and it wasn't so fun. But but for the most part, they were all like good times that I can remember. But at the same time, probably being in that situation, not everything was great. Not everything was awesome. Uh, And so you have like that. That 
clouded memory of what happened. And I think that's probably, you know, that's our own brain saying like, you know, you had some good memories, you know, (laughs) think of it like that instead. But well, I you, think don't to, you don't want to remember everything, man. Right, exactly. And I think that's what Christmas Vacation is going for. Is like Clark wants everything to be perfectly like this is the perfect Picture Christmas. Right, yeah. yeah, like you'll never, you won't look back on this and find anything bad about it. And instead, everything is going wrong because he's trying so hard. He's trying, you know, this is going to be the greatest tree, so we're going to get the biggest one that we can fucking possibly find. And it's like and not even going to fit in the house. And I love the fact that a light is sh- like shining down from the heavens. Yeah, like, this yeah. is the this tree. Is, this is it. And you got like the choir of angels. Like, you like, Doug, Doug Funny's looking at fucking Patty Man. Yeah, right, yeah. Um, but no, that's, I, that's great because I, I can totally see people like walking out, like looking for a tree and be like, that's it. That's the one. And I was like, what? And all the people just looking around, like, what, what do you mean that's the one? And it's like, no, that's that's the tree. That's yeah. Gonna make yeah. our Christmas great. I think for a, a Hughes film, this one is one of his least saccharine films. Because, like, if you think at Home, Home Alone, the, final, the f- ending has a lot of feels to it. It's him being reunited with his family. And <laughs> also, well, and also experiencing the fact that he bettered someone else's Christmas in the, as well, because he, you know, in both home alone one and two, he's met a stranger and he's made their Christmas experience better for it because he has a lot of, even though he's, he's young, he has a lot of like intellect. This film does kind of come out of nowhere schmaltzy at the end. Well, a little bit schmaltzy, but it's, I will say it's kind of a, a, a slight, it's not definitely not ruining factor, but it's kind of annoying, like, just at the end for, like, uh, Brian Doyle Murray's character to just be like, you're right, I'm an asshole, you get your bonus. Right. And it's like, hooray! Yeah, you know? but I think at the same time, they are, the bonus does come, but the viewer, and this is more of like a, like a, an irony that comes from like the viewer seeing everything else without being in that situation. The viewer knows like, well, that bonus is going to go to your fucking house being destroyed. Uh, As I said, like, yeah, yeah, it's like, Oh, you want to spend that, that bonus on like your pool? Well, your house was just destroyed. Uh, you might want to fix that up first. I mean, like pretty much every window is bashed in. There's a hole, a cat sized hole in the floor. Burn marks. Yep. There's burn marks. There's, um, the, actually the entire furniture is pretty much smashed up because of the dog. Mm. There's holes in the doors. You're going to have to replace every single door. I'd like to see a tally of like the financial (laughs) loss that they took from just having their Christmas there at their house, because I bet it doesn't equal what the bonus was. Yeah. Even though that's 20% more than what he got last year, which apparently is fainting level, like $20,000 level of. Who knows? Maybe he gets a fucking fifty thousand dollar bonus. I wish. I wish I got a bonus. I get his turkey. Um, I got an apple pie, some popcorn, and I got to use PTO time for Christmas. There you go. Because that's true. I got to use PTO time because because they're not open on Christmas. That's right. Which that's still kind of annoys that. If I can't think about that too long because that doesn't annoy me. He gets you. Like, I got to use my own fucking vacation. Like, open up the place. I'll work so you can pay me holiday time, assholes. (laughs) But I think, I mean, I think Christmas Vacation is probably one of my favorite Christmas movies ever. It's funny. It's up there for me. It's up there for you. I mean, I'm not the biggest holiday movie fan. You're not. Yeah, that's true. But it's... 
All right, if this is if this one isn't, what is your favorite one? I can't say. What do you mean you can't say? Oh, because we're we're because we're gonna do that next time. Um, the next episode yeah. is the one that we can't say, which yeah. is your favorite. Episode. I mean, which is funny to me too because <laughs> it's not technically. I mean, it's a holiday movie, but it's not a holiday. Movie. Don't ruin it. It's not a holiday movie in the sense that, like, a traditional sense. Yeah, in a traditional sense, like. And it doesn't, you know, it, ha- it doesn't have good tidings we bring. <laughs> yeah, uh, it does. Anything like that. Yes, it does. You're, yeah. No, you're wrong. Mm. Um, I mean, I mean, I'm just, I've never really been a, a fan to begin with of like, just like holiday films. Mm. Um, now, I mean, like, yeah, I would say Christmas Vacation's up there for me, definitely. But like, I would have like a hard time like naming like a bunch that I enjoy, like. Christmas with the Cranks, which, by the way, a uh, little plug right here. Tomorrow, Ryan and I, we won't be broadcasting it live, but we will be doing Drinking with the Cranks. Yeah. Which is uh, watching Christmas with the Cranks, but with a drinking game, and I'm sure Ryan will post tomorrow the rules to that game so you can enjoy Drinking with the Cranks like we will be tomorrow. Yeah. Um, But I do like Christmas with the Cranks. I don't actually think that's a bad movie. I think it's not, it's not a good movie by any stretch, but it's pretty funny and it's pretty enjoyable. Yeah. Um, I think I, I do like the Silent Night, Deadly Nights, both one, part one, part two, but like, when I think like, like if somebody sat me down, like, you're gonna watch Frosty the Snowman, I'm like, no. Well, again, yeah, um, that's, that's a, it's a different, it's not really a movie per se, it's a or like, TV or special. Or like Rudolph the Red How about Home Alone? How I do you s- feel about Home Alone? Not that bit. Not a big fan. I, I, I'm that's like, weird. I'm so just tired of it. Yeah, I mean it's not. I don't trust me. I don't hate Home Alone or Home Alone Two, but I yeah. just I've watched them so mu- so mu- so much as especially as a kid. I've just kind of like, and I haven't seen them in years now because I've kind of I've like I said I've kind of abstained because I'm just like yeah yeah. Um, How about the Santa Claus, I love the Santa Claus. The Santa Claus. I was, is good. I was gonna say that I love the Santa Claus just because fucking Tim Allen's ridiculous in it, and so is Judge Reinhold as he's, he's ridiculous as that ever. Yeah, as he's always. Is um I do it's not I, I I by not any stretch of the imagination do I think it's a good film I do like Jingle All the Way just because of how fucking ridiculous it is yeah uh, with Arnold Phil poor Phil Hartman and fucking Sinbad and low rent Jennifer Aniston whoever she is yeah I don't know who that is I don't know who Arnold's wife in that film is but no, I'm not sure but that to me she's always been a low rent she looks in that film like she's like. I tried out for friends to be Rachel, and I didn't make the cut. Yeah. Um, that's, like, all I can think of, like, off the top of my head, like, for, like, holiday films. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would love to do the Santa Claus for this. Because that, that is a very quotable movie. I it do is. I do quote that movie quite a bit. Yeah. I would say that I think, like, Christmas Vacation is a, is a near-perfect holiday film. Near it is perfect. great. And and it's a very easy watch too. It is, yeah. And it's, it's very really quick. Ni- it's it's actually a little bit more. It's almost a uh, hundred minutes long. Ninety three. Yep. Yeah, but it, it, at the same time, it is a very quick movie. Um, it's very quotable, and I think it has just the right amount of of laughs and some of that sappiness to it. That I think it makes it, it makes like a very great combination for the holidays. It, it's great, and it, it also. Kind of sums up like everything that you think is going to go wrong with your holidays. It's like, well, at least yours aren't going to be as bad as this, right? I mean, you're always hoping. You're thinking like, 
can't get any worse. Exactly. It cannot get any worse than what happens in Christmas Vacation. And if as long as it doesn't hit that level, you're fine. Um, we haven't talked about the cast yet. I think I mean the cast is pretty good. Uh, the changes here are obvious. I mean, it's raw. Uh, not Rusty and Rusty and and um and Audrey. Um, Audrey are obviously different again. It's pretty much a, a running gag almost. Yeah, I would almost, I would almost say it's a gag and like I, that I, they I, constantly recast them. Like and that, and then there's like no consistency like no. between like any of the films like again because I I do know it's Juliette Lewis playing Audrey in this film because she's very I, right distinct. She looks nothing like the Audrey's from the past. Because remember, Audrey in the first film had brunette hair. Then she's like fat in the second one. And now she's a blonde in this one. Um, the only Rusty off the top of my head that I can remember is fucking Anthony Michael Hall. Right. And from the first film. And that, you know. And I, I think that um, Aunt Bethany's character is kind of that, that meta commentary on the, the vacation films never continuing their... You know, they're their same characters or anything like that mm. because she's the one that says, like, is Rusty still in the Navy? You know, did you live in a different house? Because yeah. there's always a different house yeah. for vacation. And I think she's like that one, that joke. Like, you know, yes, she's a, she's a <laughs> uh, demented old woman. But at the same time... It's meta reference. Yeah, it's, before, it's a reference before, to... Before anyone knew what meta was. Yeah. Um, I will say Brian Doyle Murray, the underrated Murray... He is funny in this. He's great. And even though I do hate kind of at the same time hate the kind of schmaltziness of the ending of him being like, you're right, I'm an asshole. You get a bonus. Um, God almighty, after watching this, he looks like, he literally in this film, 30 years ago almost, looks like what fucking Bill looks like today. Yeah. Spot on. Yeah, it's true. Except maybe more wrinkles in the face for Bill now, but literally, mustache, hair and all. That look, he... Could I agree? He does look like him. He does. It just makes you wonder too why he hasn't gotten as much work as Bill. Well, he does do some things. He, no, I know, I know, he does yeah. things. I'm just saying, like, man, it's like, like, man, he he is funny. Yeah, he. I mean, Bill, he's a funny guy. Bill's great, but he's so so is Brian, and it's like, man, like, why didn't you, you know? Yeah, somebody should have given you more work along the line. Um, I, I like Doris Roberts in this. She's a, she's a good, like, um, foil. All I can, the all I can think of when I see characters. her is just her being like, Raymond, yeah. Raymond, you this didn't, is... you didn't eat the lasagna. And then Brad Garrett showing up like, you didn't bring me lasagna, mom. But this is, this is prior to Everybody Loves Raymond. Well, obviously. So, yeah. But that's all I can literally think of every time I see her now. Just like thinking like everybody loves Raymond. Just like, you didn't eat my lasagna, Raymond. And. Just having Brad Garrett in the background, I'm like, you didn't give me anything. I love William Hickey as uh, Uncle Lewis. Gr- he's a great, you know, he plays um the the scientist in Nightmare Before Christmas, um the one that like creates yeah. Sally. Um, he's also been in a number of uh, horror movies as well. Um, he shows up in an episode of Tales from the Dark Side, I believe. Um. I think he, it's Tales from the Dark Side, as far as I'm not speaking. And I don't know. Is it? Maybe I'm. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Tales from the Dark Side. Yeah. I thought so. Um, 
<clears throat> and uh, I, I love him in this film. He's great because just if you even watch his eye rolls when Bethany is speaking, it's, it's awesome. You and I can I can kind of relate to that too. Just like um, just like like relatives that it's like you know like what like out of their mind kind of like what and like you know explaining to them they're not getting it and it's really like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Juliet Lewis Dreyfus in this. Julia Louis Dreyfus. Yeah. yeah. Um. It's always a mouthful. I can never fucking get it out right. She's fucking funny in this. She doesn't have the great... Which, by the way, that is kind of a weird, awkward just role that is in this film for... Uh, for both her and Nicholas Guest. Yeah, yeah is the just, neighbors that... Just yuppie neighbors that... To be honest with you, because again, I understand, especially in the late 80s after Wall Street, and like, you know, the whole yeah. greed is good, and like, kind of like, you had the whole die yuppie die, uh... It's kind of it's weird looking back like why like why are they because to be honest with you, they don't do anything offensive they're not the bad guys in this Ex- scenario a- a- except like except say like to like Clark like why the fuck did you get a tree that big you know you can uh, I mean yes they're stuck up and they're you know they they Ponty. are pe- easy people to hate on but at the same time in this film you can imagine like living next to the Griswolds and being that's annoyed. probably a hell in itself I would be annoyed at like those light yeah his lights I would be annoyed yeah I would totally be them i totally get it yeah i get it i mean you're supposed to not like them but at the same time i get it yeah no i yeah but yeah no she uh both of them are pretty funny yeah i wish i wish she got more time to do great at the same time i was telling you it's funny because it's like i don't think i'm definitely don't think it's true i just as a joke when they're like laying down in bed drinking champagne that's how she got her job on seinfeld (laughs) she She lay down and drank champagne with Larry David. Like, yeah, hey, but... Jack, get Jerry to hire you if you... <laughs> yeah. Except in the more, like, Jewish tone. Yeah. <laughs> in a more Jewish tone. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Um, That's a joke. I know it is. I know I it is. I love Larry David. I haven't seen Curb Your Enthusiasm, but, like... No, it's really funny. I want to. I just never haven't got... See, that's, like, a thing. Is that, like, as you know, there's a bunch of TV shows I want to watch. I just haven't got... That you her. need to watch, yeah. Yeah. I just, you just don't get to. I, I get the feeling. My DVR was at 63% the other day. <laughs> and I have the giant DVR. So that means there's a lot of shit on there. Like, like literally, like I think I mentioned it before. Like Mad Men has been in my Netflix Insta-Queue for like five years now. I have not gotten around to watching a single episode yet. Can I tell you what my impression of heaven is? <laughs> if there's a heaven, it's just that I get as much time as I want to to watch whatever I didn't get to watch when I was alive. So you're going to get to watch Better Call Saul. I get to watch movies. I get to watch television. I get to read all the books that I didn't get to read. That's my idea of heaven. Just media heaven. <laughs> That's it. But, yeah. I get to listen to our Us podcast, because I never listen to Us podcast. Oh. I just, we do it, and then we <laughs> post it. But I don't get to listen to it, so that's my idea of heaven. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, All right, so what would you give Christmas Vacation on a scale of... You don't want to talk about Randy Quaid yet? Well, I mean, if you want to, I think we do. I do. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. He's great in this. Yeah. And I swear to God, I think Randy Quaid in this film, more so than the other Vacation films, this is what I imagine like he's been real This is like what he really is. You know... Especially now that he didn't have to really yeah. stretch very far yeah. from character. Especially now when you look at like pictures of him recently, it's like, oh, yeah, he... Yeah. I mean, in his sex tape? I don't want to see that. You don't want to see it? I mean, you might. You, you don't you want to see him perform cunnilingus or anything like that? Okay. No. 
You know, what, see him what woman would what woman would say yes to him? Like probably like, not a. All right, you can get yeah. the, you can go down there. Yeah, yeah. I don't do, know. do your thing. I mean, he's not even in America anymore. I know. He's he's had to run. He's on the run. Yeah. He's, yeah. Um, I mean, it's unfortunate though because every I mean, pretty much everything that he's in is is entertaining. So I'm 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 actually upset that he's. He's no longer able to do the films that he used well, to do. Well, he's like Gary Busey. Yeah. Crazy, but, you know, it's like... Exactly, but... But, like, uh, oh, like, oh, like, oh, but I mean... If gifted her, son of a bitch. I mean, perfect for a crazy film. Like a like a crazy role in a film. He's perfect for it. I can totally see him walking around. Like, in Vegas, like we mentioned, Vegas vacation. With like yeah. a six-pack of tall boy bush. Yeah, like, like carrying it by yeah, the... Fucking by the, uh, plastic. Plastic yeah. wrap, yeah. yeah. I, I absolutely can see it. And it makes me aspire to be like that. I can totally see him pumping, you know, fucking shit into like a sewer. <laughs> like shares full. I know. I'm sure. And he I could see people around where we live doing that too. Like exactly. Know. Just like oh. I agree. Like what the fuck are they doing? Shares full. Oh god. Oh. Okay. Kids yep, don't walk. Full. Kids don't walk near that. It's gonna <laughs> smell pretty bad for a while. Yeah. Um. All right, so can we read it now? I guess. So out of um, one to ten Christmas bulbs, what would you give Christmas Vacation? Probably an eight and a half out of ten. Eight and a half? I don't... It's not my favorite. I still think the original Vacation is my favorite. I think... Not only... It's think a little bit more of uh, dark humor in that one. Dark, dry, and I think John Landis, you know, directing it... Um, not John Landis, sorry. Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis, yeah. I, yeah, I was having a brain fart there, for God's sakes. Yeah. <laughs> somebody can slap me later for fucking saying John Landis, but... Uh, yeah, no, I think in Harold Ramis' touch that film, make it, you know... I agree, I agree. And, and I think... I, I just... I think it just works out better yeah. as a film. I mean, like I said, I, I do think this film kind of has a few more laugh-out-loud moments... Because when I watch, I've seen Vacation so many times now too. Yeah, and I think as we mentioned, we reviewed it. Is like I don't really laugh out loud to it, but it's right. But it, I do find like you're like oh yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Um, but I would say this is uh, this is a this would be a close second though. It is really funny, and I would definitely say European Vegas Vacation pale in comparison. And I do find this film like the first film. Even though I've never really gone on a vacation. I've only been on a vacation once and it lasted for fucking two days. Yeah. Um, and so that means I can relate to vacation. This I can relate to too. It's just like uh, family and like being like, oh, why am I around these people? I think I got to give Christmas Vacation like a nine and a half because I do think it's a near perfect Christmas movie. Um, again, like like you said, now, decades later, I don't laugh out loud to this so much. Because you know it. Right, because I know it, like, perfectly. But I do still find a lot of it funny. Your, I mean, your insides laugh. Like, it's yeah, exactly. Having, like, like a little, kind of, like, a shitty Like, grin. even when, you know, Cousin Eddie says, you know, this gets damaged. This just, just ain't gonna, like, look right. I mean, I, I love that. There There's great subtle lines in that film. Oh, exactly. Like, when, like, Clark's talking about getting the pool and, like, everybody will come to swim. And he's like, oh, I can't swim. And Clark's like, <laughs> I know you can't. I, like, I, I know that. Like, it's, like, it's just like that. Yeah. Like, no, that's great. Those are great throwaway lines that you notice, like, after repeat views. And Chevy Chase is one to do that. Yeah. If I have any actor I think that could like pull off li- like little lines like that, it's definitely Chevy Chase. Exactly. Because he had, because I can see totally see him. Like, and it's gonna be great. It's like, 
Am I there? No, you're not there. You're not going to be there. Fuck you. I think that probably the vacation films are Chevy Chase's funniest films. Uh, that's not even fair. Is that debatable? No, it's not debatable. That's, oh, okay. that's why I'm saying it's not fair. Are you going to say, I mean, Fletch is funny, but is it as fucking funny as vacation? Well, what I'm saying, though, is that I... From the films, besides like besides Fletch and stuff, from the films that I've seen from Chevy Chase, like some of the less well known films, um, I don't think they're that funny. They're really not that funny. But but the Vacation series is the one that he's really shined in. Well, I think it's just kind of a perfect mix of yeah of I writers mean, and talent. Talent, and, yeah. Because um, I think in this, because okay, to make a comparison, like him and like. Main comparison between like him and Bill Murray, right? They both have dry humor styles. Yeah, very dry humor styles. I think Bill's is more universal though, because and when you watch Bill perform, you can tell he's not taking anything seriously. Right. I don't think there's any time you can watch him doing something and think he's taking this seriously. Mm. To him, like everything's a fucking gag and like whatever. Fuck it. If people don't like it, to hell with them. Chevy, I see, is the opposite end. You can tell, like, when he's doing things, he's probably taking it pretty seriously while doing it. And, like, he'd be that guy that'd be like, Oh, you're not giving me my fucking line right! So, I, I like, I think just that kind of per- personality, that, like, difference between, like, those two, mm. kind, you know, like, Bill can make anything funny because he doesn't care. Right. And I, I do think that lends itself to humor. If somebody doesn't care, they can make anything funny because you can just keep rapid firing with jokes. And if they don't stick, you they don't fucking care, and you move on. Yeah, Chevy, you can tell, especially in like these vacation films, he's trying. Yeah, he's trying to be funny. It's not like Bill and Ghostbusters too. Like I don't fucking care. Why am I here? I didn't want to do this shit. Harold dragged me into this. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. All to right, make, to make to, to make a comparison there. To but. make a comparison. Anything else you want to add about Christmas Vacation before we wrap this up? It's a great film. If you've never seen it, you should watch it. It's, I can't imagine anybody's never seen it by now. Uh, well, I... That would blow my mind. Uh, that wouldn't because it's never on TV anymore. Well, it's on Freeform sometimes. Okay, so you're choosing some random fucking... It's on Freeform. That's ABC Family now. Which was FX Family. Right, exactly. So congratulations. Nobody's watch, watching the <laughs> Yeah, so... I yeah, definitely. If you haven't that's seen like it, say, that's like saying like, oh, it's on UPN. <laughs> you're, you're, yeah. If, it, if you I mean, haven't seen it, I'm surprised, but definitely. Seen or the CW. That's right. Um, well, actually, no, I guess because people watch the CW, they for, do just Arrow for, and in the Flash, just the Flash, well, probably just for those things. Though, yeah. like the you know, but no, if you've never seen Christmas Vacation, please check it out. Definitely check it out. It's funny. It's um. I think it's a pretty timeless film just because oh, of, yeah. because of the content. Yeah. Um of kind of sticks home to just crappy. Nobody's ever had a perfect Christmas. That's right. You you'll be able to watch this and think back like, oh I remember like um You yeah. remember you remember it being crappy. Yeah. That's right. And you also notice in this film too that in the beginning when they're looking for their fucking tree Looks like they're in the middle of the Rockies, even though they're from Illinois. Yeah, that that does bug me. <laughs> and which it was the movie was filmed in Colorado, but uh-huh. uh huh. 
Just, that does bug me because he's wearing like, a fucking bear, uh, Chicago Bears t- hat, hat yeah. the entire movie. Yeah. And I've known because from the pe- previous films, especially because John Hughes, all his films are set Chicago. in Chicago. And yeah, yeah, in the uh, Illinois. Um, yeah, that that kind of, that annoys me. It's like, what did they drive out to Butte, Montana to yeah. try to find a fucking Christmas tree? Like, oh, we're out of the Dakotas looking for a tree, you know, only yep. 500 mile drive, you know. <laughs> but no, other, other than that slight flaw, check it out. So next week, we're doing the special episode, Festivus episode of our show. And we haven't announced what it is yet. It'll be a surprise. Do we have any more clues to give? The no. last one we gave was that it was the first one in a franchise. There's one clue I could think of, but that would probably give it away. Well, don't get, don't give it away. Don't, don't give it away. <laughs> but what, what, what else can we think of that would be a nice clue that would clue people into this film? I don't think there's any clues you can really give without giving it away. And it's true. It's a very difficult one. Um, I'm trying to think of like maybe, maybe someone that's in it that wouldn't really give it away. What about? Oh, how about we give him a a, a date, of, of the year that it was released. I think that still would give it away. I don't think so. I don't if, think if so. You, if you said this film has five sequels, well, four sequels. Um. Okay, let's just say that it has Reginald Vell Johnson in it, and if people know Reginald Vell Johnson, then they'll know. I think people are going to know them. Well, if they figure it out, they figure it out, but if and if they look it up, then they're a bunch of bitches, but, <laughs> but Reginald Vell Johnson is in this film that we're going to be covering next week. So if you know who Reginald Phil Johnson is and you know what he's been in, well, then the, you know this show. Well, the hint, or you know this <laughs> this film. The hint I was thinking was is an arcade game. They used to have. I it. even wouldn't have gotten that. It, I definitely would not have gotten. They that. used to have it at high rollers. I did not know that. Yeah, I used to play it all the time. They used to have it at high. That's rollers. interesting. I uh, wish I had played it. It was. It was ported, I think, to the Sega Saturn too. Huh. Interesting. It was it was actually a pretty hard, weird game. So there's a so there's a a, a video game for it, an arcade game, and <laughs> Reginald Bell Johnson's in it, and we'll be covering it next week. It's a special edition of the Festivus series. Um, it's gonna happen after Christmas, but that's okay because this is a holiday film, but it's not specifically a holiday film, and it's an, an amazing film. So we can cover it at any time, and people will love it. Hopefully. Hopefully. If you don't, then you don't have a soul. That's right. So we'll be back next week with that for the finale of the Festivus series. But for now, we hope that you have a very Merry Christmas because by the time you listen to the next episode, it's going to be Christmas time. It's going to be over. So have a very Merry Christmas or whatever kind of denomination that you are. Have a great, happy uh, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, paganism, Satanism. Well, even still, I think, see, like, if somebody came up to me and was like, Happy Hanukkah or Happy Ramadan. Yeah, I would be like, fuck you. I'm going be like, thank you. You're wishing me well. Yeah, I, no, I, no, I, I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I feel the same way, but just in case, Happy Hanukkah, it, Happy Kwanzaa, we're including everybody. Same thing like Christmas. I don't really care about Christmas. So like when people say Merry Christmas, I'm like, fuck you. I'm like, oh, thank you. Yeah. You're wishing me well. Yeah. Thank you. Or too. just have a nice week. We'll just have a nice yeah. week. We'll say that. And um, 
This is, the, this is like the one week in the year when we can just, as people, we can be like, hey, let's all just be, you know. Let's be nice. It's like that in the Olympics, and that's yeah. it. <laughs> and that's only once every four years. That's right. Uh, so have a good week. Uh, we'll be back next time with the Festivus series finale. Um, obviously, you can check us out on iTunes. We're on there, Blood and Black Rum Podcast. We appreciate if you subscribe. Leave us a nice review. We're on SoundCloud. That's where our episodes go up first. So find us on there, Blood and Black Rum Podcast, and follow us on there. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. And we appreciate any likes and and uh, following that you do on there as well. Let us know what you think of the podcast. Um, you can also send us an email, Blood and Black Rum Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what kind of movies that you want to see us cover in the next coming weeks after we get done with our Festivus series. Uh, we're on Twitter, Blood and Black Rum Podcast. Uh, no, I always do that. Blood and Black Rum, at Blood and Black Rum. Um, I do post on there occasionally. Uh, we don't use it that often, but if you tweet us, we will definitely tweet you back. Uh, we appreciate our new Patreon subscriber. Thank you for subscribing to us. We definitely didn't expect it. Uh, we we don't, you know, we don't advertise it that much. So we really, really do appreciate you subscribing to us. Uh, it's gonna go to funding this podcast. So thank you very much. If you are interested in subscribing to us on Patreon, just remember that if you subscribe, whatever subscription amount that you choose. It's going to be every episode. So just keep that in mind because we do post about four episodes a month. Uh, so that's $4 a month for you. So, But thank you for subscribing on Patreon. If you really are uh, you know, interested in subscribing, um, just search for us on there. We're Blood and Black Run Podcast on there too. And we do appreciate everything that you can subscribe, but we don't expect you to. Uh, we do this for free and we are happy to do it. Um, so thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with the end of the Festivus series. Uh, it's going to be after Christmas, but we're going to have a lot of fun with it. We haven't announced it yet. Uh, Reginald Bell Johnson is in this film. We'll go, be back next time. Go Carl. Go Carl. Have a good, have a good, uh, Christmas and we'll see you after that. Take care.